0: now
1: we welcome back into 10 radio studio susie grogan for her talking books and she's got a local resident uh sue mitchinson now no you're not writing for the uh, uh eddie, local paper eddie no. would you like to take over this slot for of me? course yeah, you yeah. introduced my guest and everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it's no, supposed to be a trouble. secret
1: oh, i've done my little bit oh of i'm sorry I'm <laughs> to start this <it> one again <laughs> He's always into Welcome. <laughs> welcome, both of you. I'm going to go out of there, now. <laughs> no, thank you very much, Eddie. Um, couldn't do it without you, even if I tease yeah. you. Good morning and welcome to Talking Books. Now, um, spring is here at last, and it's wonderful because I've been talking about hot chocolate and firesides for the past six months, and now we can talk about sun loungers and glasses of Prosecco <laughs> and. um coladas. <laughs> See, <sangria. laughs> yeah. Anyway, all plans, all places, rather, that you can take a really good book and have a bit of relaxation time, or maybe come up with some ideas for a book of your own. Um, and my guest today has taken a lifelong passion for communication, I think, probably, um, as a journalist and in PR, and turned it into a whole new raft of opportunities as uh, are you semi-retired yeah you don't sound awfully semi-retired when you (laughs) tell me what you do (laughs) yeah
2: i i work two days a week on a a newspaper the west somerset free press yes
1: but otherwise um semi-retired (laughs) semi-retired um so she'll be well known to many in Wivy because you've worked on a lot of projects that involve with haven't you yeah and welcome sue mitchinson Hi, thank you. Thanks for Um, having me on the show. Yeah, you're very (laughs) welcome. Now, um, you've always been involved in getting the message across, haven't you, in various different ways. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background.
2: Okay, well, um, I grew up in South Africa, went to university there, and then came out not knowing what I should do next. I'd done an English degree. I always liked writing. Um, And I trained on the, lo- on the newspaper. When you say local newspaper, you tend to think of a little newspaper, but mm. actually it was a big daily and they had a training scheme. It was quite a liberal campaigning newspaper, which was quite exciting to work on because mm. those were the days of apartheid in South Africa. Mm. And I was on their training scheme, did six months on a daily newspaper, six months on a Sunday newspaper, and then also went to a provincial paper. Um, did Came over to England, worked on a number of newspapers, the Western Daily Press, Yorkshire Post, did news reporting. But I was much more interested in feature writing mm-hmm. and I was lucky I was able to become a feature writer on those. Um, and f- also learned sub-editing, mm-hmm. so I was... Editing other people's copy rather than my own and putting on headlines and mm. doing a bit of page layout. So it was a very good profession. I, mm. I really enjoyed it. Then came over, um, I had children, and that's where the difficulty starts because <laughs> uh, you can't be working five days a week. No, long, hours. It's a long hours, isn't it, yeah a journalist? Often, because a lot of them were morning papers, mm. so you had to work in the late afternoon and evening. Mm. And I came out of journalism, thought there must be people who want press release type, Mm. press officer type services. So I started up my own little company called Something to Say. And I was very, I I moved to Somerset at that Mm. point. I was very lucky because I had a nice relationship with somebody on the Gazette. And she was approached by a, a PR company that wanted somebody to do the work for the regional development agency oh. in this in mm. Somerset, and I got taken on to do that for for this big PR company, and that was great. So uh, after that, that ended it after a few years, and I did various other.
1: Did th- you keep your little company going? Yeah, yeah. I did. For for and did other small mm-hmm. business-type copywriting. A lot of, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, we're going to get on in a bit to how you've developed your career and what, what your opportunities now are opening up for the future. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the people I have on here have had a background in um, journalism right. and copy editing and in jobs where you really can't waste a word. And, I mean, it's it's interesting... To hear people's different approaches to writing and journalism really gives you a jolly good training, doesn't it? It
2: does. It, it's fantastic. I, I remember. My, I always remember my first training exercise because we went into this room, sat down, and they said, "Write it. You've just been to a fire." these are the facts, write write it up. And I wrote this lovely, flowery, full of adjectives <laughs> stuff, <laughs> which now I would cringe to see, but, <laughs> but it teaches you to be very sparse and mm. factual. But that also, after you've done it for a long time, has its drawbacks because mm. it's very... Formula very, it's a bit of a straight jacket. Mm. So, features was more enjoyable. You could expand more, you could talk more about the person you were interviewing and try and get Mm. to the heart of. Things a little bit more,
1: yes. But I, I mean, I, I write magazine articles, right? And you're given a word count, and it still feels a little bit like a straitjacket. Yeah, yeah, it does. It <laughs> you does. know, you you realize you've got to three thousand words, and you've been given fifteen hundred. Yes, yes, and you've got to stick to the facts. <laughs> yes, even if it's a fascinating subject, you have yes. still got to get in that fifteen hundred yeah. words. Yeah. So um, you've decided to take a completely new direction now, though, haven't you? And um, you've started a master... Well, not started, because you're nearly at the end of your master's in creative writing, Yeah. not you? Yeah. Why did you decide to take that on?
2: Well, while I was still working, uh, there was... Many people in Wivy will know uh, Bryony Goffin, who oh, yes. was such a... I'd, I had courses with Brian right. as well. And she was the most fantastic teacher. Mm. I was relatively confident, because I had been writing all my life, but for people who weren't, she was so encouraging and mm. um, there were people who were petrified to put their thoughts to paper or ex- tell anybody else what they'd written and it, she was brilliant and very encouraging at whatever level you are. Mm. Uh, so I did that as a class and I, I just found the freedom and I I felt like a a child who was gone in had gone out to play after being in school all day and I loved it Mm. and I did that for a few years but I found I and Briony actually moved away from the area but I also felt I wanted something more I wanted Mm. to do more than just a one week um, you know one day a week in Mm. a, a lesson so I looked around, I thought I'd like to try and do a a master's in creative writing, Mm. and I looked around, uh, I could have tried going to Bath Spa, Mm. but it was a bit of a trek from here, Mm. and... I came across, a, there were a lot of online degrees. It's a really burgeoning Yes, and the field. OU have
1: had a, 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 an MA in creative writing for a while as right, well. Right, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and many universities are doing it. Bristol apparently is starting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be an online one, but everywhere is. It's mm-hmm. a growing field. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I like the sound of Manchester Metropolitan University's mm-hmm. online course, And I embarked on that, and it's been fantastic. It's three years part-time, because I'm still working part-time.
1: I thought I'd try and do it that way. It's quite a big commitment, isn't it? Because we've had um, uh, Claire Donoghue on here, and she um, did the creative writing course at Bath Spa. Oh, yeah. And she left a career in London in banking to do it. And she got, at the end of hers, she got... um, a publishing deal, and she writes thrillers. Right, oh, I've read them. Re- set in the Quantocks. So, the last one was set in oh, the, okay. the Quantocks. They were set in South London, and then the last one was set in the Quantocks. And, right. you know, you get the shivers now every time you go over the sh- <laughs> Pottleson yeah. Hill. And Spoiled and, it for you entirely. <laughs> yeah. yes. You see a car behind you. No, no spoilers, but really, <laughs> do search out these books. They're, they're terrific, and they're in the local libraries and things right. as well. Um, and, you know, I think she found that it was... Freeing as well. And yeah. the, as you were telling me, actually, that the, the final project isn't a dissertation, is it? You've got a pretty major um, yeah. project going on. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that one. Well, the first two years you have
2: a mixture of workshops, online workshops, on work that you are writing, plus mm-hmm. various projects, which in themselves are, are fascinating. But the workshops, ideally, you need to be thinking towards your final year when you've got to, as you say, instead of a dissertation, you have to produce a book, (laughs) a fully-fledged, completed book. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, yeah.
1: Has the previous two years um, offered you the opportunity to look at things other than writing fiction, or is it a straightforward fiction course? I mean, sometimes you can look at screenwriting or...
2: Um, It's been that's what I've liked about the course it's been very varied uh, we looked we had two modules looking one year at contemporary I chose the children's writing route um, so we looked at contemporary children's classics as well as older older children's classics and analysed them and had to do essays Mm -hmm. about them so that was very interesting and then we also had a module where we looked at we could choose I what area to um, investigate and I chose the area of looking at uh, publicising and how, how to market and mm. the whole publishing industry oh gosh because um it's so varied you know ideally you want to find an agent who's going to say this is wonderful i i am your person yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they very interesting self publishing or mm. partially i came across one company which i thought was very interesting they do they're a publishing company but you, they do crowdfunding. So oh, you right. have yeah. to work quite hard to get to a certain level with crowdfunding. Mm. Then after that, uh, they will take it on
1: as a as a proper publisher for you. It's funny so. because if you look back into the 18th and 19th centuries, when people were publishing their books, they were often by subscription, and it's yes. it's actually a very similar process. Yeah, you, know, you get some promises That's exa- um, that yeah. people will fund you, and you know they get something at the end of it because they get. Copy of your completed
2: bit.
1: Yeah, um, funding is a great way to go. I think.
2: Yeah, it's very similar. And I and I, I gathered from my research for the project, you meant to keep in touch with them to some extent, mm. tell them how things are going. Mm. So
1: so they are quite involved. Your readership mm. before they've even had the book. Yeah, yeah. I think so, it's so because it's so important now, isn't it? I don't know if you learnt about this on your course you have to be not just ready to be a writer, you have to be ready to be a marketing executive as well and be very um, proactive on social media. Did they talk about things We like did,
2: that? yes. We had um, some sessions with agents and publishers, mm. but they seem because some people are very nervous and they're not Mm. you know some you obviously have done it to some extent and (laughs) with my sort of background I wouldn't be frightened of it but if you've not been involved at all in that world it's a completely other skill Mm. and they were quite reassuring that you don't have to be if you want to great but, uh, but if they take you if you're taken on by a publisher. although I've always read that if you can do marketing Mm. yourself in in whatever form
1: yeah it's helpful. They do like you to be on Twitter and Facebook yeah it does help you build a readership but I've always wondered perhaps when you look at Twitter whether writers are just tweeting to other writers (laughs) rather than getting readership I think it is a skill to make sure you're getting out Readers, isn't it?
2: Yes, and it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation because I looked at some of the social media of people like Neil Gaiman Mm -hmm. or other well established writers, and they've got massive followers and they interact what seems like a very personal level with their followers well, and they've
1: got a big marketing team behind them who are I'm sure for
2: them. yeah I reckon <laughs> but they make it sound very much very
1: I'm personal I'm sure they do pop in every so
2: often yeah but,
1: you know it's uh yeah they must do Mm. yeah it's 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 a fascinating world I mean yes you say from your background that's not something that's going to come difficult become difficult no although
2: I don't particularly like doing PR I have to say (laughs) but yeah I I certainly would and perhaps if you're involved and interested for trying to promote that
1: yeah it can take up a lot of time yes
2: that was the other thing I've heard people
1: say so if you're enjoying the writing part yes (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so the, 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 the book that you're producing for the last year, are you able to tell us any more about it or is it top secret?
2: No, I can tell you. My difficulty when I talk about it is I find it very hard to encapsulate. But it's a fantasy. I like fantasy. I grew up on a mm-hmm. diet of fairy tales and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, aimed at round about 11 to 12-year-olds. It involves a... a a young girl of that kind of age group, age 13, Mm. who is in a different sort of world to ours. And her sister marries a cat man, (laughs) these people who are, these beings who are cat people. Yes. And there's a, I hadn't intended it that way, but there's certainly a lot to do with racism and things like that right. it's come it, I just found came into it
1: yes that's probably from is your from your experience in South Africa perhaps? I
2: imagine yeah mm. consciousness of it and this girl has to escape with her fairly newborn her sister's fairly newborn baby to another world for fear of them being killed yes. and that's the first part of the story yeah And the second part of the story is taken up by her granddaughter because time moves differently Ah, in in the two worlds. And in the granddaughter's world, her younger sister is stolen away and it turns out she has to go back into her grandmother's world
1: and she meets cat people and has various ventures... And it's a tricky age group to write for isn't it? I mean you're very brave to take it on because re- young readers they lap these stories up don't they that you know that they really enter the world and they're very good critics that sort of age group as well. Did what made mm-hmm. you what drew you to to writing for that age group? Um <laughs> well I chose that route initially
2: I because I just felt too daunted to do yeah. the adult novel writing route in the beginning. Now I think I'd be happy to start on that. But I've always loved children's books and I'm very Mm. interested in them and I just felt drawn to do it. But I I had a lot of I didn't start out thinking I'm writing for that age group I started out with the kernel of the story Mm. and it developed and I found it quite difficult because the character who I was most drawn to and interested in was an adult mm. but I had to kind of shove her aside a bit mm. and get my heroine more prominent. Yes. So it, it's not it's not been easy yeah.
1: No they do say it's one of the trickiest genre to write in is, yeah. is young adults isn't it and children and young adults. Yeah. You're very brave.
2: <laughs> I, I think it's just what comes because I, I find it interesting the way people write. Some people mm. seem to plan and then just go according to plan. Mm. Other people, like me, do it much more by feeling it along as I go along. Yes, that's me too. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was very disappointed. I I went to a talk, but um, at at a literary festival, mm. and there were these three women talking who um, about about their books and one of them was a lecturer in creative writing and she said oh I always tell my students to plan she said I don't because I can't (laughs) but I always tell them that's what they ought to do and I thought it I was so glad that the advice we were given was to do what comes naturally to you Rather than feeling, again, that there's a straitjacket you've got to
1: fit into. You yes, know. I've been doing this show for five years now. And I think that for everybody that's come in, you know, that the planners possibly um, are in the majority. But you never quite know whether they're telling the whole truth. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, that it's wonderful if you can work with sticky notes up on the wall and... Yeah. And make sure that you've got your characters in the right place at the right time. It must save an awful lot of time and trouble in editing because you realise you've actually made a complete blooper. Yes. Um, and and not tied up a string or something. Are you finding that as you go along or are you going to write the whole thing and then go back over it?
2: Um, I did find, after I'd got a certain way in, that I felt I was just wandering aimlessly. Mm. So at that point I did get sticky notes and... A helpful thing that I was told one uh, my tutor said one person she knows if there are key scenes that people mm. have in their minds to write those and then yes. try and see how you can link them
1: yes jump in at the middle
2: yeah yeah things that really grab you so mm-hmm. I found that very helpful and I did then develop more of a plot but still discover things as i go along yeah and i don't rewrite and i could see on my course some people got very bogged down trying to get this particular bit absolutely right but for me i wanted to i'm trying it by the end of this month mm. to have the first draft finished and it is going to need
1: loads of rewriting i know mm. that yeah. But, and the yeah. best writers do it, don't they? They say you chop 30% and then chop another 30 oh, really? And have nothing left? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to have at least 40% words. I think you have to words. write another 30% somewhere okay. along <laughs> <the line. laughs> I think the process of writing is fascinating. It is. I, I, I just love it. I mean, the, the the thing for me, though, is the more I've learnt about writing, the more... Uh, were you taught to read with a writer's eye? Because sometimes you can pick up a book... And suddenly you'll find you're reading it as a writer and you're thinking, oh, where's that bit going?
2: <laughs> right. No, I, I'm able to kind of put it aside. Oh, good. I, I don't like it. <laughs> no. But if it's not, if I'm not enjoying a book particularly, then I will get analytical about it. And mm. I've just read a, a lovely book someone lent me, which is self-published. And I enjoyed it. I, I, it was set in South Africa, so I had a mm-hmm. lot of... Uh, Interest in it, but but I could I could see looking at it afterwards. There were things I I could see how I think she could improve mm. that. But so, so yeah, you have the writer's eye, but it's nice to suspend it is and just disbelief. And yes, yes.
1: Yeah. I've been recommended a book called The Toy Makers, which oh. is actually and it's a bestseller, and I'd not seen it before, and it is fantastic. But I'm going. Oh, could have left that bit out. Oh, could have left that out. Oh right, out. yes. Which is always. Uh, oh, I wonder if that's going to resolve itself. And it's a bit frustrating. I just want to be in it. It's one of those fantasy books that yeah. you just want to be in. Right. So look out for that one. You I know. Will, if you yeah. Go and have a look at it because I know. You know, the age group is an interesting age group as well because it could be adult, could be yes. Adults.
2: Um, Trouble so, so now you've told me that I'll be looking at it
1: critically as oh, well No, <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> Nobody listened to that If, if, if you heard that Now, um, how long have we got, Eddie? Because I know we've got an extra five minutes Right, yes, we've got an extra five minutes um, So, do you write now in bursts Or do you set aside days Which are your writing days Because I know you work for um, The Free, Where, West Somerset Free Press Yes yeah um And that's a lot of fun. I should imagine it being is. involved in
2: local work. It's really nice. It's got a very local feel <coughs> to it, and mm-hmm. very human interest stories, and very community-minded places mm. I'm writing about.
1: So, mm. so yeah, yes, because we got a wonderful piece. I, th- I must have exchanged emails with you in the past about the the um heritage lottery fund project we did, which oh, was the good. children of the Great War project. Yeah. Um, that finished, it's 18 months ago. Is it, it really? Yeah. We've got the wonderful, uh, in Jubilee Gardens, we've got the wonderful memorial. Yeah. Um, and we got fantastic coverage in the oh. free press. It was lovely Oh, to thank see, you. Because it's great for mm-hmm. the local families and things to yes. see their children are involved yes. and things like that. Yes,
2: I've been writing about a few local people like Rosie Johnson, who's been doing her wonderful work for refugees mm-hmm. and... and I had a lovely story. I hope one day I can use them actually in yes. novels. You <laughs> yeah. know I, I could tell you lots of stories. Change the I names, to yeah. protect the
1: innocent. Yeah. <laughs> um the um so do you now have like two writing days or do you just write when you feel like it? I, I do try each week to do a a timetable and it's always
2: reality's always way out. Like yesterday I felt I was meant to write all day and I felt so tired and the sun was so gorgeous so I sat and read a book but I don't often do that.
1: Well, it's (laughs) the joy of being a freelance sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You can then work at 10 o'clock at night.
2: Yeah, I do find that I do it in bursts. Is that Mm. how you do it? Mm, Yes,
1: and if you really, really get involved a whole, you know, morning can go by. Yeah. And another time it'll be like walking through glue.
2: Yes, (laughs) yes. But I do find that if I take too long a break from it Mm -hmm. it's very hard to get yourself going again and you think oh why am i doing this don't i
1: want to just be forgotten your thread yeah it's harder as you get older that's (laughs) just yeah yeah yeah, definitely i mean it's 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 fabulous to have you in here because i think that we need to have you in again um i mean i may have some news later on not not today um but have you in later again to see when your novel is actually finished and oh. out there and and you know the end of your course is is, is you know a step into the unknown uh, perhaps thank you but <laughs> you said you've got lots of ideas for the future didn't I you i do yes mm-hmm. i uh,
2: one of the modules i did was a historical fiction one mm. which i found so interesting yeah. and we had to do a project on that which i think could be the seed of a, another Book in the future that would be for adults, yes. based around the life of Susan Anthony, who was uh, one of the most instrumental people in bringing women's rights to America, getting them the vote, and fascinating oh, research. Yes,
1: yeah, historical fiction is fantastic. Yeah, you um, do a lot, it's about, a lot don't of you? Yeah. It's a lot of research. Yeah, a lot of research, and because I write non fiction and I really write my fiction based on a lot of the stories in my non fiction. Right. So yeah yeah so but this isn't about me um Mm -hmm. it's it's been wonderful Sue I mean watch out because we've been having a wonderful discussion actually about what we're going to call ourselves when we write (laughs) our fiction um watch out you'll keep your surname perhaps yeah yeah I will so watch out for the Mitchinson bit (laughs) (laughs) probably Susie (laughs) yeah Susie watch out for Susie Mitchinson um on your bookshelves um hopefully in the not too distant future I hope so thank yes. you. <laughs> and you've chosen a particular track to end with is there a yeah. reason why you've chosen it? Well I chose
2: it because I thought we were talking about words today mm-hmm. and the power of words and I think songs are often so powerful because this one is Michelle Shocked who I like very much and she gives it's almost like poetry it gives a feeling of a time and a place and there's a kind of nostalgia and then the music adds another layer mm. to the words mm. so that's why I chose it. That's fantastic. No, uh, what's it called? I
0: think got
1: it. Memories oh. of East Texas I think it's called. That's well. Thank right, yeah. you yeah. very much for coming in Sue and um, hopefully we'll see you in the Thanks future. Thanks very much, thank you. <laughs>
0: Texas, and piney green rolling hills covered in the springtime with golden daffodils growing on sandy lake of April, harvesting hay in June, sitting by the road watching wildfires well burn by an old October moon. To watch out for all the curves down by Kelsey Creek and detour through the Lindsay's pasture when the water ran too deep. Memories of East Texas and Gilmer County Sea Lobster. Looking back and asking myself, what the hell did you let them break your spirit? You know their lives ran in circles so small, oh, they thought they'd seen it all. And they could not make a place for a girl who'd seen the ocean. I learned to drive on those East Texas rightway back roads. And I mean to tell you, my friend, there were no easy roads. You had to watch out for all the when the water ran to the Reserve be sexy